impromptu live on a Friday night to talk about the happenings of Auburn football. Guys, uh, it's been an eventful 24 hours. Uh, last night, a lot of things started happening. Uh, I was in a Twitter space with 2,500 people at 1 a.m. in the morning. Uh, so, obviously, um, there seems to be some doubt around the future of Brian Harson's tenure at Auburn football, and we are here to talk about it. But uh, I'm going to turn it over to B, and he's going to tell everybody what we're not going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so, so we're going to have right. to make this very, very clear here. We've had a good almost 24 hours now of salacious rumor and uh, slander would be, I I don't know, that's yet to be determined. What we don't want to do is deal in rumors that have not been substantiated. We have enough information now to discuss straight from the mouths of our current head coach, Brian Harson from the mouths of the players who are on this team, the players who have not been on this team, what we don't have to do is meddle in rumors. We here will always say, and we have been very consistent in this, we do not meddle in rumors. We aren't selling you patron memberships telling you that we're giving you information. Some people, that that is how they make their money. They want to give you information ahead of time. We do not. We don't want to do that. What we do want to do is discuss how we got to the point where we're at, where our head coach's tenure may or may not be in jeopardy. If you listen to the words of President Jay Gooch, I guess they just announced a new president, so I don't know how to title him exactly right now. There is enough factual information to discuss about the program without us slinging more arrows at people who, God forbid, they had nothing to do with this and they are now getting their names dragged through the mud. We don't want to contribute to that. We're not going to pile on to that. We've got enough relevant information and football relevant information to discuss. Mm-hmm. So we're doing uh, Well, thank you, Pastor Brian. Um, I want to kick this off starting to talk about um, the timing of all this, right? Uh, National Signing Day was on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Auburn signed a whopping zero players on National Signing Day. It seems like we got our whole class on early signing day. 18 players in this class. It is the 18th ranked class, you know, rated by uh, 247 and rivals and some other sites, right? So um, there may have been some disappointment. I don't think the timing of this guys can be written off. We didn't sign any players. You know, there are players jumping in the transfer portal. And then all of a sudden, this news starts to break about Brian Harson. you know, both professionally and personally. Um, so, as B said, the personal stuff uh, is garbage. It's crap. Uh, and the people spreading it be damned. If you are delving into those rumors, I mean, these are real lives involved and these are real people. And it, I just don't want to talk about that. I want to talk football, right? So um, if that's what you came here to talk about tonight, no thank you. Uh, we're going to stay above the board on that one. Now, in terms of football, uh, and I'll start with you, Ike. You were adamant the other night that it's not time to panic. It seems there are some people who make decisions that disagree. Uh, so I want to circle back around on that, and, and I want you to expound kind of on like why it is it should not still be time to panic. Yeah, so let let me make a clear differentiation because apparently I did a poor job of of making the differentiation. 
I am not accusing anyone who has very valid concerns about where the program is, um, the how fit our coach is to lead this program into the next era of football. I'm not trying to say your concerns are invalid. Mm. What I am saying is it's still February. We don't start playing football until the fall. But there's plenty of time to adjust course. And my level of panic isn't there yet because there's still time to see what's going to happen. Number one. Number two, it's just the second full season under this coach. And so I didn't anticipate some dramatic makeover happening because I, and it seems as if based upon things I'm hearing, was correct in assuming, I assumed there were a lot of things that needed to be happening underneath the surface culturally to get this program moving in the direction it needed to be in. So why am I not in a panic mode today? Because nothing that has come out has changed my mind about any of that stuff that needed to happen. Um, what has come out has made me actually reinforce my belief that there are people who are hell-bent on trying to seize control of the program and not letting the head coach do his job. If I'm concerned about anything, it's that. Because I think that taints the perception of our program, and that will stop people from ever wanting to, let's just say this doesn't play out in the, in the favor of Brian Harson over the next week or so. Why would people want to come coach for Auburn? Why would right. any quality coach that has the ability to put Auburn in a position to be a perennial title contender want to be in a position where he's going to be micromanaged as the head coach. Right. If there's any concern in my mind, it's that. Mm. Outside of that, I'm I'm not concerned with any of this other stuff because to me, it seems like someone's fa fantasy that they're playing out, right? Like you just you just woke up one day and you're just like, hmm, what could I say bad about somebody? And then you just pull you just like pulled it out of a hat. Let's go with innuendos and character assassination, right? Mm. That doesn't make me panic. That just makes me understand, yep, we're fighting exactly what I thought we were. Yeah, I think it confirms a lot of stuff for us. Uh, before we move on, Caesar, I want to get your thoughts. Uh, JT Martin, I criticized Harson, but trying to destroy a man's character is trash. I don't agree with fans attacking the players that spoke out just because they feel a certain way doesn't mean they are soft. Um, yeah, I mean, you're allowed to feel how you feel. So, um, trashing the man's character, we agree on that. I, I questioned the timing of some of these players who are speaking out that left. Now, when you left, you had nothing to say. And now that all this is coming out, suddenly they seem very vocal. And a lot of this, we'll get to it later, but a lot of the stuff they're complaining about sounds a lot like structure and discipline. Right. Just me. Um, Dorian Herb, if this is some behind the scenes to get rid of Harson and get rid of him, I hope he brings this explicit down with him. Okay. okay. All right. So I, now, I hope he doesn't. But <laughs> honestly, it, it will be it will be a byproduct of of, of everything that's been building up to this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If this ends yeah. terribly for Harson, it ends terribly for us. I think I've said it probably about a year now that we are this close to FSU. We are this close 
to structural integrity failing and us now shopping on the 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 heap for a coach who's just willing to come in and be the whipping boy of the administration this close really really close and that's the most troublesome thing about this if you love if you're if you're endeared to auburn brian harson is your best bet Mm -hmm. because if he goes down i don't know who you get who's going to come into this situation Right. So, I mean, there there are people who will come into this situation. The question is whether or not those people are the, like you said, a better option to get Auburn where it needs to be. Right. right. You can right. get somebody and yeah. you get some people who will play ball, but the type of leader that Auburn needs that to get the outcomes we want, good luck finding that guy. Uh, you know what? While we're talking about behind the scenes, this sounds like a perfect time to, you know, do a little callback to 2003 and JetGate. Where some infamous boosters got on a plane and went to go interview Bobby Petrino. And guys, I got to tell you, we try. We don't try. We are. We are fair and balanced. However, I will. I don't know if I've ever been rooting for a coach more than I'm going to be rooting for Brian Harson after this. Now, now you think back to JetGate, a reporter did their job, <laughs> you know, took a look at the manifest, saw the plane taking off and going like, where, where are these guys going at this hour, you know, in this public flight? Um, and they found out what was happening and it broke and it bought, and then Tuberville beat Alabama. And we all know what happened the year after that, man. I hope 2022 is Brian Harson's 04 Auburn Tigers, right? The biggest F you to these people trying to take him down is to go out and win. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. to go out and win. That's literally the this. only revenge you have left at this point. Is at this like, point. That's great. I hear all of that. You took your shot. Cool. Mm. You missed. Yeah. Hold my beer. Right. Let's bad. get this. That's uh, bad for you right. at this point. Yeah. So right. um, if you, Brian Harson so far has been defi- defiant to all this. Now, he made some statements that we'll get into later, but uh, I just feel like we have to note, we'd be remiss if we didn't note that this is not something new at Auburn. They tried it before and it backfired. I hope it backfires again this time. Um, so uh, kind of moving down the list here, there are some more chats. Thanks, everybody. Joseph Orr, we appreciate you. O99 right there for the war report. Um, <laughs> so to be clear, Walt says, no discussion of Jimmy Rain. I mean, we don't we don't uh, have the yeah, specificity I, of I, who I, and I, what. I can't call anybody's name because I don't know right. specifically who's doing what. I, I right. I've heard the exact same rumors everybody else has, but what I will say is that it's awfully convenient. Mm, yeah. So it that's, is. And, and that's you mentioned Tommy Mike G. So this is how this sets up. If <laughs> it's wild because my wife just like uh binge watched succession, right? about six months ago, maybe about four months ago. And she kept telling me how good it was, how good it was. And she was mad because I wasn't watching it with her. You know, you ever do that? You watch a show. Oh, you ain't watching a show with me. I can't watch a show if you don't watch a show. So she watched it without me. And then I made no. her feel bad. Oh, y'all don't? Okay. No, oh, no she can well, have anyway. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> for those that know, Success is a great show. It's about business, power and business and struggling, all that stuff. I found it so convenient that in the regular course of business, this Wednesday pass was always going to be early signing day. Everybody knows that. All right. The senior bowl, Harson made the stop at the senior bowl to go talk to McCreary. I guess is um, 
uh, I think McLean was at the Senior Bowl. He did not play. No, I, I don't think he's going to play at the Senior Bowl. He actually said that out loud mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, but he made a stop, shook some hands, talked to some people, and then he went on vacation. So, if you are Brian Harson's boss and you are the boss of Brian Harson's boss, you know that there's going to be early signing day. Right. That he's going to go to the Senior Bowl and that he's going to go on vacation. Yeah, okay. it's a dead period. It's a dead right. period. You can't recruit right now. All right. Guys are in their workouts, but that's when the coaches don't have time with the athletes. You can't coach right now. Done recruiting, can't coach, perfect time for a vacation. All right. You just hired a bunch of staff. We saw all the the notices coming through. So that means you did a bunch of interviewing. You got a lot of people in the door. You completed your off-field staff. You still got to look for an OC. Reports were negotiations between him, the AD, and whoever about what the contract would be allowed to be for that OC. But that's ongoing. That's happening. You take a vacation because Lord knows if anybody needs one. It would be the guy who's been running nonstop since December of the previous years of 2020. Right. So when that happens, you go with your wife to Mexico, wherever he's at. And then you hear or somebody decides to start spreading rumors about your personal life. Right after you are not in the building where you work, Mm. right after you probably aren't by your phone or screen, not only that, but they couple it with rumors about your professional ability, about how good you are at your job. Now, I am relatively young. Um, I'm actually the baby of this group. It doesn't look like it. I know. I know. You know what I'm saying? I have seen... Just enough happen in my own experiences at work, though it does not mirror what Brian Harson is going through. I know Ike knows exactly what I'm talking about with my work situation. We're not going to be not going to get into that much of that. Why would these things unsubstantiated come forward at a time where he is least equipped to respond and defend himself? Mm. If anything substantial or to come forward that would actually indicate that Brian Harson was in the wrong professionally or personally, you would be reading about it in a press release and not on a message board mm. because he would be gone. Mm. Okay. Right. That's a, that's a, now if we talk about, that's a fact. Yeah, that's right. Um, right. Listen, I tried to tell y'all on the last live cast, churches on Sundays. It is Friday night. <laughs> some, <laughs> people have, some people have some, you know, some people have some um, Bible, Bible study, study on Friday. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's Bible, yeah, it's Bible, Bible study. study. I don't yeah. know. That was real. Yeah. That was from the straight from the pulpit. But that's a really good point, right? Now, the, the timing of this, if it's a coordinated campaign, the timing of this is even more suspicious based on what Brian just noted. So, yeah. And look at it from that angle. So, and I want to also add to this. In the last 20 years of college football, we've had um, Bobby Petrino, who was taken down by his own indiscretions that later became public. Mm-hmm. Um, Rich Rodriguez actually had a similar situation in Arizona when he stepped down from the program. Um, we had also had players, uh, excuse me, coaches who were fired because they mishandled player safety and abused players, notably Mike Leach at Texas Tech. And DJ Durkin at Maryland, although somebody actually died in that situation. So you understood that. So somebody decided that the two things that are hands down, instant fireable offenses, those are the fires that are going to be started here. Personal indiscretions 
player abuse. So nobody else thinks that the minute this man turns his back to go on vacation, somebody is going to spin a snowball pebble down a hill that are instantly fireable offenses. Somebody thinks we are really, really stupid. And unfortunately, if you listen to the Twitter spaces and read the message boards, you would see that they were right. It's, it's, right. it's yeah. not stupid. It is allowing yourself to believe something you want to believe. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that well, that's the, that's human nature, right. right? The first story you hear is the truest in your mind, right? And so, mm-hmm. being able to get ahead of the narrative is a significant advantage for whoever's trying to push one, mm-hmm. right? Right? And they knew that. So, again, I, you know what B said is resonating in my mind. This man went on vacation. It wasn't a secret that he was going on vacation. I'm sure. Right. Yeah, I mean, you don't just yeah. get to go on vacation randomly when you want to. Right. 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 And, and, yeah, and, and just to add to what B is saying, if Brian Harson won 10 games. Do you have an opening to even attempt this? No. No. Right. No. So the stars align for you to do your dirt, throw it out there, and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And, and to be clear, the people doing this, the people behind this, were never on the Harson train. Right. Right. I That's why I said, like, yeah. what you, were, you're hearing what you want to hear at this point. Like, yeah. you want to hear something bad about him so you can see, I told y'all he <laughs> wasn't no good. And it's like, That's it. They didn't, they weren't swayed by this six and seven season. They were off the train before, and this was their confirmation bias. Right. right. So I want to get to a few more super chats here. Uh, Chris Warden says the money men are why we, we aren't up there with Bama, Georgia. And now Texas A&M nationally, something needs to be done. I can't disagree with that. James Barnett, defamation of character is a real thing. People really need to be careful what they say. Referring to our coach as Petrino is asinine. We need to get behind our coach and oust those um, who don't. I think that, don't. Who, yeah. that, don't, that don't. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or damn eagle. Listen, I can't agree with that more. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm. We're pro Auburn, so you know. In this case, if I see a wrong being done, I'm gonna pro, be uh, pro Harson. Uh, thank you, Tyrone Long, for joining as a member. I see a number of you guys doing this, Mister. How Gips. you gonna skip over the one where he said I agree with you, Ike, 100. Oh. <laughs> Don't skip over stuff where people agree with me, bro. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Where is that? <laughs> it's up, up above. You had already missed oh, it. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, sorry. There's a lot coming in here, right? Um, so. <laughs> Walt, agreeing with Ike, please <laughs> stop doing that. Mr. Gibson says, <laughs> hashtag Jetgate. Yes, it is Jetgate, but worse. Reminiscent. This is worse than Jetgate. For sure. Right? Because yeah. Jetgate, though it was crazy, it didn't require slander of Tommy Tuberville to make it happen. To make it happen, right, yeah. Right, it was right. about his what he accomplished on the field. Right. Right? And they did not follow some professional standards that they should have. Um, and then they jumped the gun, and then he beat Alabama. And, of course, we know what happens after that. And after that undefeated season, those people who wanted him gone before Jet Kate still wanted him gone after 04. Mm-hmm. For sure. They didn't and change they their mind. Got him. And they got you, their you wish four years know. later. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Auburn Stuff says the fact that Harson didn't uh, skulk away or cast blame but actually said, I'm the man for this job, uh, should tell you just about all you need to hear. Listen, I heard that in person. After right. the Iron Bowl, right? Yeah. This man looked me in my eye and said, "People need to know I'm the guy for the job," mm-hmm. and I believed him. I think the gravity of of what this season was definitely set in on him, you know. And you know, he you feel the disappointment from the from the from the almost win with the fans, mm-hmm. 
Mm. He felt it too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's why I, 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 he deserves an encore. Right. right. That man took his lumps in year one as many first year head coaches have. Right. You know, and the people preaching the, the doom and gloom. And, and, you know, before I get this next super chat, I just have to say this, right? There are a lot of duplicitous people pretending to be in support of this coach in this program while also pushing a narrative that, ever, that, that, that the barn is on fire. I'm right. tired of it. And if right. you just pay attention, you know who they are. Pushing a narrative that it's falling apart. This is as bad as it's ever been. I've never seen it this bad. Okay, cool. Maybe, maybe that's what it takes. You know, when I used to go to church, sometimes my pastor would be like, listen, sometimes, son, God's got to break you down before he can build you back up. That feels like what Brian Horson had to do here. People just don't like the process. So you're looking at every player that leaves and nobody is paying attention to obvious facts. Most of the guys that left never saw the field. Mm -hmm. You don't even know what we're losing. Mm -hmm. Right. The guys who did are effusive in their praise for him. I just don't understand it. Let's talk about the the baddest it's ever been thing too, right? Like, yeah. I just think that there's there's a bunch of hyperbole around everything these days because information and uh, connectivity is mm -hmm. so accessible right now. Right. right. If social right. media had yeah. been in existence during JetGate, it Ooh. would have been ten times. Oh worse. gosh, yeah, for if sure. If social media had been in existence. During some of the stuff that when we were in college, we knew was going on behind the scenes with some of the football program where they mm -hmm. were getting in fights and people was getting DUI. Sure. Like if that stuff had if social media had been in existence then, yeah. it would have just pulled the it's not worse than it's ever been. It's just more readily available information than you've ever had access to. Right. You yes. just didn't know it's always been chaos behind the scenes. Right. Facts. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Like the hyperbole that exists right now is only because there are so many people with microphones. Mm -hmm. And listen, I'm blessed to sit in front of a microphone right now. But it's because there is no barrier for entry for people to express their opinion. And there's no barrier for entry for people to get on and run with narratives. Thanks. The barrier for entry was higher, so you only heard what people wanted you to hear then. And now everybody feels like their opinion gets to go out there and it has legs because someone else decides, oh, I agree with that. Let mm -hmm. me go ahead and re-say what they say. And it's like the telephone game. One person says it. By the time it gets to the 10th person, it's grown, le grown legs. And you're like, "Where? how did we get here? Right, right, right. Like yeah. that could have started with somebody saying, um, man, I don't like how um Brian Harson set my boy down after that game, and now all of a sudden he's abusing kids. Like, I just don't get where we, we get yeah, out we, here. No, go ahead, Caesar. Yeah, listen, like we have seen coaches, we've seen Bruce Pearl chew players out on the sideline. Mm -hmm. Just but because he's night. winning games, he's winning games. Coach him up, coach. Hard coaching. Set him straight, coach. Listen, straight. We don't even have Give to go him to, structure, coach. We don't even have to go to nobody else. When we were losing games this season, I saw fans on message boards and Twitter talk about how Brian Harson needs to get in there and chew these players out so they can get in line. And 
Uh, he's not coaching them hard enough. He's because they didn't like that he wasn't reacting big on the sideline, mm-hmm. or he wasn't right. in the press conference, you know, dropping f bombs, and they didn't feel like he had enough passion. Now all of a sudden, he's too much of now that he, person. Now he's suddenly abusing players. Give me a break. You know what this Which reminds me of? I don't want to say again. I know, I know that JT kind of felt like you know it's not fair to call some of these folks soft, but like I got to tell you, some of this does feel. Marshmallow soft. Oh, we talked. Wh- who who was it? We had the interview <laughs> with from the team back then. Um, the tight end. Oh my God! Why is his name escaping me right now? Salute you, Cooper Wallace. Cooper Co- Wallace. Thank you. Yeah, thank he definitely you. was a tight end. Yeah. Cooper, the people in the chat know. Before I do, Cooper Wallace basically said what you just said. He was like, "Bro, like they was making us do some wild stuff back then. Like they wouldn't. The, the kids was, these days would never." He was talking yeah, about yachts. Yeah. He was talking about yachts. Yeah, he was talking about Yox. Yeah. He said Yox used to just get into us, and it was like, wow, I can't believe that dude said that. Ask those guys about Yox today. They all thank him. Yeah. I mean, there are well, some yeah. people who like are like, yeah, Yox sure. was over the like, But again, that's going to happen with everybody. Mm-hmm. But, but and, and I'm not telling you, I would argue that nothing these players are doing are remotely close to what Yox had them going on. I know it's not because you cannot even keep them for as many hours as you used to be able to. Right. Two-a-days isn't what it used to be. Right. right? None of this stuff is what it used to be. So I'm just not buying this narrative that somehow our coach is this abuser. Give me a break. Right? But you can't... And again, we're going to get to the quotes from players... In, in a little bit after we get through some more of these super chats, but I can't line up what some people are saying with what, what, what other people are saying. Yeah, right. It just, it just doesn't it, make it, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. It so, can't exist in the same body. Like either that man is a complete Jekyll and Hyde case, which is possible, or somebody lying. Right. Yeah. The, right. The, and the latter is more likely. Um, ninety three. We nearly got the death penalty. You ran off bout it in ninety eight mid season. Jet Kate. Um, this has been going on for decades. It's tiring. I can't agree Great. with that more, Great. man. Like, this is Great. just an old, this is Java, right? Um, speaking of fireball offenses, spreading a rumor that a married man is messing around, inexcusable. Uh, this is putting Harson's wife in And that's sure. why that right. part of it is like, let's, the, the, I don't even want to. Yeah, we it, don't really want to touch it, but yes, it's wrong. Yeah, it that is it's the wrong. most toxic part of all of this is mm-hmm. like, you there, there are two women involved in this that are being absolutely drugged through the mud for no reason, what's, for no verifiable reason. And the women that we're talking about are have solidarity with each other. Yeah. For the record. So uh, not even a good lie. Um, <laughs> uh, if John Samuel Shanker and Derek Hall are standing with Harson, what else do we need to know? I, I, just, I think their endorsement means a lot. Yeah. That's it. They're cur- they're on this team. They're still on this team. They chose to stay. The guys who That's chose right. to leave, you know, they have their gripes. But you know what? I bet you if you ask every player that left every team, they'd have some crap. Gripes. Right. For sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, thanks, Christy, uh, for joining. We appreciate you becoming a member. Jazzy Joe Ward, damn eagle, y'all. I'm glad Jazzy. I woke up to catch the show. Uh, I don't think the higher ups like the fans only wanting to talk about basketball. This is what it feels like. Is what it feels like. That is why you are super chatter number one. Uh 
Francis says, we'll never know this, but all I care about are Mason Eason Davis exit interviews. If they brought up nothing and they don't change the tune, let the man do his job. Um, you know, it's just some, there have been some unfortunate things that have happened with coaching so far this year. Yeah. Right. Some of these situations stand, as a matter of fact, all three of those situations you list there stand apart from each other. Right. We There's know why Eason left. That are the same. Not, right. not a single one, but people are just looking at it uh, and uh, grouping it all together. It's really not fair uh, to our coach. Marcus says, embarrassed how constant how co- it constantly happens at Auburn because people value power. If it goes left for Harson, they hire steel. I'm almost done with AU football. I got to, I got, listen, this might turn into a basketball channel if, that, if this happens. <laughs> Real talk. I might go on vacation in the fall if this happens. September, we're talking about basketball recruiting. Yeah, I know, right? Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> we're previewing baseball in, in September. <laughs> uh, we might have to find something else to talk about for sure. Walt comes back, says, after Jet Cates, the fans pushed back hard. I think this will have 100% more pushback. Listen, Walt, yeah. I, so. I'm, he- I'm here to lead the charge on that. Yeah. Right now. Before, <laughs> before we leave this live stream, chat, we need a hashtag to start. On Twitter. Yeah. About change. Oh, yeah, for sure. We need a hashtag to start on Twitter about change, and we need to be loud in the support of our university and in bucking against the system behind the scenes that is ruining this for us. So so let me... The kids. I mean, just the kids. Real quick, I But the kids, too. These Mm -hmm. kids suffer over this foolishness. Right. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who suffer through. I know we as fans, we love Auburn. We want Auburn to succeed. But these kids did not sign up for this. No. Right. So if anything, man, we got to do it for the people who committed to Auburn and gave their heart to Auburn. For sure. We got to yeah. do this for them. Because this is they're the one who lose out on because of this. Yeah. Let, yeah. let me put some clarity to things here. Our solidarity as the war rapport behind not feeling as if Brian Harson is getting a fair shake is separate and apart from critiques or criticisms we may have for the job he's done with Thanks. recruiting or decisions he's made with. Those are two separate things. We can right. definitely say, I am not excusing away things that are questionable that have happened since he's taken over as a head coach, Right. but I'm not lumping it together with this foolishness. So right. let's have, and, and I, I haven't seen anybody say that in the comments. I'm just saying, let's have two separate conversations here. This ain't right. got nothing to do with that. Tonight, right. oh, this is yes. about the BS. And yes. we're we're trying to pick the BS from out of this so that we can have a clear evaluation of Brian Harson, the coach, not you know, Brian Harson the man or Brian the, the same way that we come on here and we are adamant that when I critique a player, it ain't got nothing to do with them personally. Tonight, this we're separating the job from the man. And we're saying right. the stuff you're all saying about the man, terrible. Gotta end. No substantiation. Why are we having that conversation? Yeah. Right. yeah. What was right. perhaps I think most disturbing about it is we assume that the people who make decisions, who throw around the money so that their will can be played out in the program, I assume they want Auburn to succeed. But what it seems to be is Auburn needs to be successful because of decisions I, I make. make. 100%. I need to Absolutely. decide it, and that needs to lead to success. Now, I think there has been a poor enough track record with those decisions that those people should have their hands off the program. Right. But there is just 
unfortunate relationship between cutting the checks that you can't right. cut people out of decisions being made. However, this all started really as soon as Alan Green hired Coach Harson. Yeah, it started mm-hmm. when he hired him. Right. That was that Thanks. that moment. This was not their guy. This was Alan Green's pick. This was not their guy. For that reason, we were in favor of not the boosters pick because what do y'all know about actually running a football program? But from that moment, he may have been a marked man. From from that moment alone. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Now, just waiting on an opportunity to pounce, for sure. Now, what we know is, or what we don't know, this is something where we are thinking through it ourselves. Not everybody that he hired on his initial staff was his first choice. Some of his staff was strongly suggested. He went along with that suggestion to ease the transition into a new geographical footprint and to help buy some ground with with the, the players that were already here. You know, some people were retained. However, what I like to see, knowing that those things were decided ahead of him, at every step, Brian Harson has said, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm done with that. Whether it was firing Mike Bobo as soon as the clock hit zero on that Bama game, whether it was benching the chosen son in the middle of a game. And hmm, I have not heard that boosters forced Harson to play Bo. Be will, the individual, not the war rapport, strongly believes that Bo Nix was forced on people. Plural, not just this coach. That's just be will though. Mm. Benching Bo Nix was part of a strong rebellion from Harson. Firing the coaches that he fired. I think that this has all been spiraling and leading to a point where they wanted to have a reason to fire this man. However, if there is any criticism you could have of Harson, it would be of the job he has done. If he wins himself two more games, he buys himself way more time and saves himself a lot of trouble. If you want to criticize not having a different quarterback ready to step in, TJ Finley gets hurt in the bowl game, why why aren't we better than this on offense? That is 100% on Brian Harson. If you want to criticize the decisions you make late in games, whether it was clock control or something, two more games, just two more. The battle was honestly the easiest one. It was right there. We get another first down. And no, this we get, is, or get one last stop, and it's a wrap. And, and, and we might not or even... Or don't go out of bounds, maybe. Yeah. Right, right. So there, those two games were winnable, and him as the head coach, that was w- within his power, with decisions, with who he put on the field. And we have enough evidence now, with players finally talking, truthfully and honestly, that they felt the reason they didn't get on the field was unfair to them. We questioned all season why we did not see Elijah Canyon on that field because we believed him to be the best pass catcher on this roster. Mm. That was a decision that Brian Harson made. I do not agree with that decision. I don't think any one of us agreed with that decision. And that may have cost him games. Right. Those games that it cost him may be the reason that they have or they think they have the opening to initiate this attack on his character. Yeah. 
Because the fan sentiment is lower based upon the job he's doing. So now let me attack yes. his character while they're, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. It. Now, uh, I'll add to uh, this is why buyouts are a good thing, right? Because right. it stops a lot of this foolishness. It, 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 you know, the powers that be, if they want him gone, the, one of the biggest obstacles they have are the, is the $13 million that he'd be owed if he is. Right. And we're not done paying the last coach either, right? So, it, again, it just based on what B. Will is saying, it just feels to me like this was a coordinated, let's see if we can drum up cause or make his job so untenable that he can't do it and we can come to an agreement. I hope he fights against that. Mm. I really do. I hope he does not give into that. Uh, Toby says, first stepped foot on the planes in 90. Mm. Okay. Same shit, different day, fellas. <laughs> it gets old. If we don't expect expose the guys pulling the strings, we'll never make steps forward. You know, I just at this point, I, I don't know, man. We need to hire a uh, PI or something, get some dirt <laughs> on these guys. Jeff Perry, this was so jacked up. Just let the man do his damn job and stop trying to set him up for failure. C- could not agree more. Alabama Prep, good to see you, bro. Yeah, uh, you one of our OGs, man. I ain't seen you in a yeah, minute. Yeah, man. For um, real. A lot of rumors, Harson cheating on his wife with his admin assistant from Boise. Yeah, we covered this, right? Like, again, don't want to give life to that stuff. That's garbage. The assistant who has been working with him for a while doesn't deserve that. His family doesn't deserve that. You know, right. and quite honestly, what a, what, what a man does in his own time is none of my business. Right. Period. I don't think, care. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. Right. But, you know, again, uh, it, it was very convenient the people who were chosen to make that rumor relevant to this discussion. Right? That, that being, yeah, yeah. You know, right. uh, the worst thing in this was it d- does to Harson and the person allegedly involved. Uh, makes me sorry that we got this man to bring his family to Auburn from Boise to build a program. And you know what? It's so funny. We, we, we preach the Auburn family. Right. Right. The community right. is supposed to embrace our coach. Right. We, we're talking about being Auburn men. Yeah, I don't the creed. Like what? What part? What part of this is that? Yeah. Yeah. So so let let's talk about the uprooting for a second while we're Mm -hmm. here, and we're going to continue to get to you all super chats. But so a portion of this was people saying that he makes it a toxic work environment for people. Um, I don't know what percentage of his staff came from Boise. But it's a lot of them. Yeah. If he was so toxic, why did all of those people uproot their lives and cross country with him to come be at Auburn? Thanks. Why haven't those people jumped ship and said, ah, man, he changed when he got to Auburn, bro. He ain't the same dude. He out here stressed out and blah, blah, blah. None. Jeff Schmetting has been as effusive in praise as I've seen anyone of what right. is happening right now at all. And he's been with Brian Harson for a while. So is it only like people who aren't a part of the Boise clique? Oh, wait a minute. Cadillac, Zach Etheridge, um, Trevon, Reed. Trevon Reed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None of those guys have said that their work environment is toxic. They also worked in a work environment that may have been very similar to the one that we're seeing now, which is no they were players in that, so they understand that yeah. they some of those guys, Cadillac specifically, was with the last coaching regime, so he knows yeah. the difference between. So if it's so bad, 
I just need people to recognize the difference between smoke and dry ice. Hmm. Just, I just, I need you to recognize the difference between the two things, man. That's Hmm. all I'm saying. Hmm. Uh, Exclusive TV says it's a, uh, it's a difference between being treated like dogs and discipline. And that's what he's doing. Uh, Disciplining those men, uh, they want to be treated like babies. Uh, I think that's a good segue in to start to talk about like, what is, What's being said, um, I know Lee Hunter came out. I don't want to spend a, a ton of time on the negative statements, but yeah. uh, Lee Hunter made some statements about, you know, that the dogs being treated like dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Phil, help me out, guys. What were some of the other? I mean, so it was really that specifically. And then there were people who were echoing his sentiments or liking the. So, so let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about a couple of things in regard to that. Mm. The first portion of what he said was in praise to Auburn and his teammates. So it's highly probable that some of the people who liked the quote were not liking the part about him saying they were treated like dogs. So like, yeah. let's let's cut right. the fact that, oh, but it was like 20 players that liked it as well. That doesn't mean that they agree with what he said. Right. There's right. a portion of it that he said that was actually in praise of Auburn. That's part one. Number two, so Kobe McLean had a live on Instagram today that Lee Hunter was a part of, and he right. actually clarified his statements about what it meant, in his opinion, to be treated like a dog. Right. And the things that he gave it examples of were players who made mistakes and they were suspended from the team. And so they were separate from their, their family, which was the Auburn football family. And they all they had to do was go to classes and go to school. They couldn't come participate and da-da-da. He was basically saying... You put him on punishment and sent him to his room as opposed to letting him come and be in the facility. And he felt like that was heartless because that was a disconnect between, you know, understanding, you know, oh, man, he made a mistake and, you know, you ain't got to react like that. That is what he meant when he said treating Mm -hmm. players like dog. I I didn't say that. That was out of Lee Hunter's own mouth today on a live on Instagram. So if that's the example you're giving for being treated like dogs, I'll have to say that's a little harsh in your phrasing. That's a little that phrasing feels very harsh. Treated like dogs makes it sound like, whoa, what's going on? Right. And you give me the example of what you mean. And I'm like, mm. so in other words, you're being the victim because of something you did. That's what it sounded right. like to me. Right. Yeah. It exactly sounded what it like, sound like not being familiar with accountability. That's what oh. it sounded like. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. were Hmm. I, just- I, I understand, though. I understand his point is that some guys, you can't coach them that way, right? But I don't think, I think Brian Harson's point to all of this is that I get that some guys don't want to be coached that way. I don't actually want to coach those guys, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the guys I want to coach right. are either not going to do the thing that gets them suspended, or when they do the thing that gets right. them suspended, they're like, you know what, coach, you're right. Let me let me straighten up. Right. Yeah. Not I'm going to complain and become uh, uh, a, a malcontent within the locker room or amongst my friends on the team because coach tripping, man. Right now, uh, let's talk about what the player said that was positive about Coach Harson for both former and current. Uh, Smoke Monday said uh, that Coach Harson is competitive, competitive as hell. He's a great coach. And then there was another quote by Chandler Wooten. Right. Um, and I want to actually want to play this clip because I thought it was one of the most uh, significant things that uh, was said about Brian Harson. 
for Chandler's year one under Coach Harson. What have you learned from Coach, and what has the experience been so far in his first year in here, Coach? Yeah, uh, Coach Harson is tremendous. Um, I remember, you know, the first time I sat in his office and we had our very first conversation. And um, the first thing I said to Coach Bennett, you know, walking out of here was, "That's the kind of coach I want to play for." Um, I love everything he stands for. Um, you know, the messages he preaches on a day-to-day basis, and um, he just made me a better man, a better person, a better player, um, and just makes everyone around him better. Um, so, I mean, it's just hard not to, you know, want to come in and play hard for him. I mean, the direction this program is headed in, uh, it's on an upward trajectory. So, I mean, he's building something special here. I'm not to see, you know, obviously you might say I'm biased, but, um, you know, just stepping back and you know, just reflecting a little bit, um, you know, I'm just proud to say, you know, he – he was able to be my coach and for my last year, and so I'm just appreciative of him and everything's I have a hard time jiving. We get treated like dogs with the statement that Chandler Wooten just said about how he made him a better man, right? And it's hard to not want to come in and play hard for this guy. Guys, what do we think about Chandler's statements here? I want to start with of what was being said on that that live with Lee Hunter, Smoke Monday, mm-hmm. to Kobe McLean. Um, I'm not sure if Kobe Hudson was on that one, but he's made some comments as well. Regarding yeah, Kobe Hudson was there. Regarding his ability to coach, okay, all of them agreed that Brian Harson is a good football coach. None of them disagreed with that. Not one. Mm. I think it was Kobe, and I want to make sure I'm, I'm I'm saying this right. I think what he said was, if Harson learns how to relate to people, he'll be the next Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. Right. What it sounds like, and that's from somebody who got kicked off the team. He didn't say he doesn't know what he's doing. He didn't say that man can't coach a lick. He said... No, he said the he exact learned. opposite, actually. He said, he said like, no. they all said specifically, he might be one of the best football minds that I've ever played for. Correct. Yep. So what it sounds like to me is, and and we thought this coming in, we didn't know exactly who was of the, uh, wanted things to be like they used to be or was more receptive to Gus's culture, but we knew some people had to not like what Harson was trying to set up and felt a certain way about it. Some of them left. Others obviously stayed. They had a reason to stay. They were high enough on the depth chart or they thought they were about to be high enough on on the depth chart. They stayed and they found that, you know what? I can't jive with this culture. I think he's asking too much of me. I think it's, it's too hard. It's too much. It's too hard. And I'm not getting patted on the back enough. I'm not getting my hand shaken enough. I'm not getting a attaboyed enough. I am not telling any of those players that you are wrong for wanting that. Especially if you have been getting that for years. What I'm telling you is, if you don't like this culture, it's an option to leave. And you don't have to say anything on your way out the door. Right. Leaving is an option that players did not have 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago without mm-hmm. wasting some of their time. We talked to Ben Grubbs about how he wanted to leave. And his mom said, no, you're going to stay. And you're going to stick it out. And honestly, a lot of players, we've heard that from a couple of players. Like, I, I wasn't really feeling it. I wanted to go. But I stayed and I got better and I got toughened up. And it was the best possible thing for me. Ben Grubbs had a, yeah. a nine, 10 year NFL career. I don't, who knows what would have happened if he had stayed? He might have stayed at a position that he liked better or under coaches that were nicer to him. And he wouldn't have been the man he is today. 
You have an option now, though, that if you don't like the way you're being talked to, treated, or the standard, if you don't like that there are so many rules, you do have a choice and you can leave. And the right. best thing that we can have, I know it's upsetting so many people, these names that we have heard about through recruiting cycles that had these stars attached to them, they're leaving our program. Why? They don't want to get with it. And right. what we should want is we don't want anybody here who does not want to be here. Yes. Yeah. Easy. Right. You it's, don't want to be here. I'm not sad about you not being here. And I and I'm not mad either. Like that, I don't have to be upset at your departure. Like, listen, I said this before when we talk about the Coach Mason thing. Sometimes it's okay for people to go separate ways. Yes. Every thing that ends does not mean that there, there are such things as amicable depart. Like, listen, you go your way. I'm gonna go. I, I definitely went to church way too much as a kid because every time I want to start to bring something up, it's it's like a scripture, and I'm like, you know, this is what happened with Abraham and Lot, and he was like, look, you just go your way, I'm gonna go my way. One of y'all ended up in Sodom and Gomorrah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone I, chose wrong, right? Yeah, Someone yeah. made the bad choice. I, but I, 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 go ahead, Mike. I was I was gonna say, you know, in our conversations with former players, right? You know, uh, Devin Aroma Shadu told us, um. You know, guys, that 04, people don't understand how close that 04 team was to not being that 04 team in 03 because of the guys who were considering transferring out of the program mm -hmm. for a myriad of reasons, but they did not have this transfer portal option. Right. This is yeah. the bad side of it. And instead, they had of transferring and sitting out a year and changing their whole lives, they stuck it out and it worked out for most of them. Yeah. You know, he was talking about, you know, hey, man, you guys just don't know. Ronnie was almost gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Ben Obamanu thought about transferring. All the guys we heard, it would shock some people to know. And now the transfer portal has given kids more flexibility, but it also has added another dimension to an already tough decision that you have to make about where to play your college career and where you're going to get the most development. You know, right. and we're only in year one of the portal, right? Right. And you're seeing yeah. the effects of that. It's happening everywhere. And and I mentioned this to Mike G. Coaches are having to learn how to run a program all over again. Over again. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is the new, this is the new wrinkle in running a, a program. The X's and O's part, these coaches can do and they sleep. Mm -hmm. But running a program, communicating with players and families, now that's a that's different. We talked to Spencer, we talked to Spencer Johnson. We had a building rapport with him last year. Mm -hmm. And we talked to these guys afterwards. He coaches kids. And he's like, these kids are not the same kids we were. He, they're working with these kids every day. And they're like, these kids are a little different from us. And even those guys wanted to leave. What do you think these kids are thinking nowadays? Yeah. And now they have the red carpet to leave. Yeah. With everybody telling them that nobody's better than them. Correct. With, play, with coaches in your conference that you see every year, they got players reaching out to your players saying, man, I heard you ain't getting that burn like you want. You know, we got a spot over here. You know, I've seen players like you. I watched you coming out of high school, man. You look awesome. I can make you even better. You've been getting your butts kissed for three years in high school, and you get a reality check in, in college. If you ain't if you ain't built right, you out. Yeah, listen, and and that's we have not even touched NIL in this discussion. 
but it's yeah. a whole new landscape in college football. Um, so, you know, it's just, to me, it's just apparent to put things in perspective. This coach deserves another year. I have not heard anything that says he doesn't deserve another year. I, I haven't. Um, Bo knows me. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for coming. Which one? Through. Which Bo? <laughs> it don't matter. Can you continue? Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, dead Tempsey. That's funny. Um, yesterday, Auburn Twitter was, uh, this, uh, disgustingly really toxic. toxic. Yeah, it was. Uh, it seems like the story is trending towards hashtag stand with Harson this evening. Good to see the shift. Yeah, it is. There is a lot of the rumor mill stuff died down. I think we we were able to appeal to the sensibilities of decent people yeah. in that, you know, hey, what's happening here isn't right. You know, right. if you if you posted a picture of the of this assistant, unfollow me. You posted her picture up as a joke, as anything. Unfollow me. Bye. Good riddance. Cancel your membership. Quit the show. Go watch some of somebody else. I, I I can't. I'll never agree with that. I just don't. I don't care what they did. Nobody deserves their lives exposed like that. Um, other garbage YouTube content on this issue and Auburn. You gentlemen are the best. Thanks, Roger. We think so. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jazzy Joe says, I was part of the people who let the players sway my thoughts, uh, but we do need Harson. He represents what we've been wanting. Uh, now we have uh, that the higher-ups are playing politics, playing politics. And, yeah, and putting us uh, against each other. Yeah, J Jazzy and I were kind of messaging about this earlier. And, I, you know, again, it's easy to get swept up in the rush of what's going on. What's yeah. happening? This is all bad, right? And that's why we're having church on a Friday night. Yeah, to, right. to, to bring it down, I tried to tell y'all on Wednesday this, hey, this was listen, coming. If you listen. guys had taken it down a little bit Wednesday, you wouldn't be ratcheted up to this level mm -hmm. today. Yep. If you had calmed right. down, you were already at eight, and you you were three you were three gummies to the wind. And I told y'all to calm down, and you didn't. You ain't listen. Mm -hmm. And then something else happened. You're like, oh my god, it's happening. Yep. I listen. I watched people panic on message boards in discords and on i watched it ha you can say what you want yeah. to there are people who have not been yeah. panicking i watched i sat and just watched people run around and scurry and oh my god oh my god and uh, then and, and but but for somehow like making Harson the reason for it all. I'm like, is he? Like, if if you think the problems at Auburn start and end with Brian Harson, you are missing the entire picture. Correct. Correct. This is this is deeper than Brian Harson. That's much deeper, right? Um, it's deeper than Gus, if we want to be on. Like, it's, it's deeper than that. On Wednesday, Ike has made some very pointed statements because, again, we are the same group of people who after games gave the coaching staff Fs. Correct. And that's why I was like, yeah. when people are coming at us saying you guys are trying to make excuses for the coach, don't you? I was like, do y'all watch the show? Yeah. No, you don't no, watch the yeah. show. No they, excuses get made here. You can't, you can't understand. Like we literally said, this is completely on coaching. This game right here was unexcusable. The coaches have some things to answer for. I but, watched Mike G having a complete meltdown after a day asking what the f is this when are right. we gonna see some football i watched him do that sitting in b will's house i stand by that reaction screen. by the way 
I stand you can't by that tell me that we Listen. are biased at all. Right. Everybody well, no, gets called to the see, carpet on the war report. We saw it. Right. You can't, you can't deny what your eyes saw on TV with, with A-Day and the games. Mm-hmm. What you want us to react to, you can't substantiate nor validate. Yeah. We right. will not do that. Yeah, you know what? If you want to know what this is, right? Like, um, you go to if you see a thumbnail, and the thumb thumbnail says Brian Harson out with Auburn football, right? Don't click. Yeah, don't click. Do yourself a favor and don't click. Um, you know, and we we don't want to clickbait people into this. You guys are all smart. You know what's going on. You know what we're going to talk about, right? Yeah. Um, but consistent with our brand, you know, we can be both uh critical of football things absent of personal criticisms and attacks and all this stuff that is just really really garbage right um so uh we're we can be better than that this channel is going to be about cultivating a community that is better than that and hopefully sets the example for the rest of the fan base right uh jeff perry says i stand with coach harson is that the hashtag? Hashtag stand with Harson. Is there that was what a we're lot going? There was a lot of those. There was a lot of those. Yeah, is that where we're Harson. going? Yeah. Okay. I've seen them on social media today. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, Walt Taylor says, I agree with B. Will. Makes me wonder if Jimmy Sexton has his hands in this too. Uh, in reference to AD Green comment. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it seems a pretty clear path here. If you ever do anything they don't like, all of a sudden your name comes up in in searches. And um, we actually we had JG tell us before the football season started, that things had become at least somewhat untenable with A.D. Green. And he applied for at least one job because I remember seeing he was a runner-up for the athletic director position at another school. I think it was the University of Ohio. Mm-hmm. And he has been applying for other jobs. I think he was. I think he he missed out on Michigan State's too. I think he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hired a new A.D. and he yeah. had applied for that one. So, right. it, so what we are seeing is you do anything that they don't like now I'm going to make your job difficult. I'm going to put somebody in there to be over you that shouldn't have his hand in the athletic department, but now they do. And I'm going to tell them what to do, and they're going to make sure that they do what I want them to do and not you. Right. Not too dissimilar to Kevin Steele being on Gus's staff. They have to have their hand in it. They have to control it. And what I would ask any fan who is, even if you didn't like Harson the coach, and unfortunately... This was easy for some people to roll with because they did not like Harson the coach. Mm-hmm. They right. did not want Gus to go. They didn't like that they didn't know Brian Harson's name. They didn't like that he didn't come from the region. And they were ready to believe anything negative about him because they think I'm going to get myself a new coach. And what I would ask those people is, if any coach that comes here is going to be handcuffed by what people who do not play or administrate football, if that's not what they do and they just want to spend money and have it their way, why would you want anybody to work under the conditions where you do not have free reign to do your job based on years of expertise that you have built up that make you qualified to do this job? Right. Responsibility without resources is sabotage. Mm. Mm. Responsibility without resources is sabotage. Thanks. We've Thanks. had at least four coaches in a row have their hands tied. Tommy Tuberville did not want to hire Tony Franklin. He did not. 
And much like what we're seeing here, he he fired Tony Franklin because he didn't like this. How quick did it, did it take for Tony uh, Tommy Tuberville to get out after that? He yeah. resigned, but he didn't resign. He didn't resign. Tom, Tommy Tuberville. Okay. I know somebody who played for Auburn between the years of 2000. He was a freshman in 2008 or seven. I'm, and I will not say the name. He was on the team in the end of Tuberville's tenure, and he was on the team through 2010. He said midseason, Jay Jacobs came into the room with Tommy Tuberville and announced Tuberville was trying to talk to the players to tell them, I'm not going to be you guys' coach at the end of the season. They knew from the middle of that 5-7 and seven season that Tommy Tuberville was not going to be their coach anymore. Because it had been decided. And he came and told them. Tuberville left the room covering his face because he couldn't even finish. And Jay Jacobs had to finish that sentence and that speech for him. It was decided. Because Tommy Tuberville did not want to play by their rules. He gave them an undefeated season. A 10-2 and two season. A, a six wins in a row against Bama. But that wasn't good enough. Because he didn't want to play ball by their rules. So they decided he needed to go. And the minute he showed any weakness, and in this case, weakness is you lose just enough games to look unattractive, and we're on you. And that's going to be the reason. Mm. Why do we want any coach to work under these conditions? Why would you want any coach to work under the conditions where he can't even do his job? We are not giving him the tools to do his job. Nobody should want that. Thanks. If you are happy that you think Harson is is in this shitstorm and, and under some some fire right now, you are negative and you are part of the problem. I would like, and I think everybody here would like, you choose a coach, you give him exactly what he needs to be competitive in this environment. We know that this is an arms race like never before. What it takes to be competitive now, the resources it takes, is far beyond what it was in 2004, and 5, and 6. We're way past that. It's getting exponentially worse as far as what it takes to be competitive and stay competitive. Bring somebody in. Equip them to do the job well. You equip them to that level. You get out of the way. What's going to happen? He's going to succeed or he's going to fail. If he fails, hey, you were right. You get to fire him. If right. you equip him, let him do his job, give mm. him three, four years. If he doesn't get it done, you fire him. And then you go on to the next one. If he succeeds, guess what? That's what you wanted, right? Isn't that right. why we're buying tickets and T-shirts and why you're donating and, and everything is getting bankrolled so we can actually be successful? Then why wouldn't you do the things that allow us to actually find out if this coach can be successful. Right. Because right. now I heard all this. I'm like, man, I don't know if Gus, I don't know what Gus couldn't do anymore. I'm saying that now culture-wise, we can argue about Gus. How many decisions got made for Gus that weren't his decisions? I don't know. Right. I know that he got contract extended, so he, that means he was doing playing what ball. he was told. He was playing ball. Right. He was playing ball, which is why he got extended, but it was still untenable. That stress weighed on Gus. You could see it. Press conferences. He was everybody used to clown Gus because he was so dry and tight-lipped. 
That got worse as the years go on. And now you know why. He leaves and you hear the stuff about Steele and people clicking up to get his job. Now you see why. Yeah. It was untenable. Why do we want anybody to operate under these conditions? We shouldn't. And we shouldn't be celebrating that somebody tried to do it with the head coach that we have right now. Facts, facts. Listen, that boy Humpty says Brian Harson revenge tour <laughs> upcoming. Love the name. That boy uh, Humpty. Uh, yeah. yeah, I agree. And I hope that I hope that revenge tour is littered with W's. Right? I hope that uh, you know the defiance here just uh, motivates him to go out and win and, and get the most out of his people. Jazzy Joe, the fact that Harson is screaming that he is the right man for the job tells me everything. He wants to be here. Yeah. He wants to win. Hashtag forever coach. Hey, After listen. all of this, he still, he still wants, wants to be here. To be here. That's, that's, the, that's the thing that just gets me. I've like, seen people try to run with a narrative that Coach Harson is only reason he's fighting is so he can keep his buyout. Bullshit. And I'm just like, that's like, not how that works. <laughs> where, where do where do you people come up with this stuff, bro? Yeah. Like, I just like just wow. admit I don't like him. Just admit because like he can't do it. It's like, ah oh, man, I'm just like, yo, yeah. come on, bro. Like, like you on. just say I just want him to leave. Just say that and be done with it. Just 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 say what. Why does he have to you? fight to keep his buyout anyway? You know, to fight for that, he signed a contract. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's it. It'll be right? over. Yeah. Um, Mr. G- not sure what this means. Mike G greater than hashtag. You are, you are greater than Jet Gate. You exactly. are greater than I, I agree with that statement. Okay. Yeah, All sure. right. All right. We we, we well. can do a whole series on things that are greater than Jetgate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Uh Jazzy yeah. Joe. Sorry, I have a lot to say. Uh, wouldn't it help if he came out and gave a direct message to the fans? Listen, he's on vacation right now. That's why this is sabotage. That's what mm-hmm. Brian was talking about. Now he gave a statement to ESPN. Um, and because they have, called him, right? Do we have Chris that statement? I got it right here. I got it pulled up. Yeah. Um, let word me see. for I'm word. Trying to get Don't leave anything out. <laughs> I'm the Auburn coach, and that's how I'm operating every day. I want this thing to work, and I've told our players and told everybody else there is no Plan B. I'm not planning on going anywhere. This was and is the job. That's why I left the one I was in to come here and make this place a championship program. And leave it better than I found. Hey, listen, that's cl- uh, loud and clear. There was another statement that he made. Any attacks on my character are crap, and that's not who I am. Yeah. He used the word BS. Yes. BS. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. the one I thought you were going to read. That was the better one. It's, it's a long article. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had a whole quote. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, he fought back against this. Again, the timing of this, uh, we're not going to, we weren't going to get a press conference from wherever he's on vacation at. Right. So, you know, I just felt like it was a little unfair. Um, Rick says, hashtag say no to Yellowwood. The struggle is real. <laughs> um, that's the kind of stuff that'll get you shot in Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you say that down on the planes, watch your back. Um, David <laughs> says, all, all you can do every day is work hard and treat people with respect. Haters going to hate. I have had nine managers in seven years. Yikes. They all quit. <laughs> Work hard and respect others and let the chips fall. 
Facts. David, Facts. hey man, where you work? I'm a, uh... <laughs> yeah, they got openings. Apparently, they got openings. Stability. Um, yeah, I, for, for manager position. I, I am Hop says, thank goodness we didn't have social media in the summer of 1981. Could not agree more. Uh, Alabama Prep is the trustees, man. They will support a coach that lets their bratty kids run around on the field before the game. It's a power trip for the rich. I can't disagree with that. I just can't. I mean, when you're right, you're right, Prep. I mean, hey, man, what listen. You, what you want us to do? Everybody want to feel special more than they want Auburn to win. At the end of the day, Harson is paid to be the coach, not your friend or your homeboy. His job is to push you to be the best you can be, not babysit. That was another statement that Chandler Wooten made. Mm-hmm. We needed a coach, not a friend. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And right. I'm not saying that was a shot at the last coach. I'm just saying it highlights the difference in approach. Right. So again, to be fair and to be balanced, that is probably the one the one thing that I hope if he takes nothing else from this situation that Coach Brian Harson takes from this is everything can't be the stick. Sometimes you have to have the carrot, right? Like yeah. every now and then you do need to do the due diligence to uh-huh. you know, as Smoke Monday said, he never met his parents before. Right. Like every, you know, you you need to do that stuff every now and then, and it can't always be. And I've been adamant in saying that's the job of the relationship building is the position coach. Like that's who your friend is on the team is the guy who coaches up your room. So if it's a quarterback, it's the quarterbacks coach, running backs coach. Tight. That's the guy you need to be tight with and have that bond with, and that's your brother in arms. And and the coach is there to put structure around that sort of thing. But I think Brian Harson can learn a lesson in this situation to say, maybe I could do a little bit more. But right. to be fair, he's also the dude waking up at 4 o'clock to go work out with y'all. Facts. And running stadiums with you. Documented. So it's not as if he's just barking orders. He's actually getting in the trenches and doing work. I was in the booth watching him take snaps during warm-ups and throwing routes to receivers. I watched him do that from the booth in the pregame. Mm. Right. He was going through the quarterback drills with the QBs before the game. So I get it. It's all about football with him, but that's how he relates to people. He's a football coach. Mm. He loves football. Right. Yep. What is the problem with that? Do you not want your football coach to love football? And I get it. There's some interpersonal things that he could probably be better at. And that's no slight at anybody who, if Smoke Monday ever watches this, that's not me saying that, that he, you should have an issue with that man not talking to your parents. I, again, I agree with you. I think that he should meet all the parents beyond what he's doing in the recruitment situation and make sure that they understand the kind of man that they've entrusted their son to. Get all of that 100% okay with you feeling that way. Um. It's just some of the other stuff that I've heard of people feeling like that it was impersonal of him to do it in the way that he did it. It's, he just, go work a regular job is all I have to tell you. <laughs> and tell me how often you get to talk to the CEO. Right. And unfortunately, in a structure of a program of the magnitude that is college football, that head football coach is more like a CEO than he is like your high, your high school football coach who knew For everybody's sure. um, parents and all that. It, it's more on that end. He going to know a little bit, but it's a lot of y'all and it's a big staff. So he's more CEO than he is anything else. And unless it's a small company, and even in some small companies, that CEO ain't going to know everybody's name. 
He's right. not going to know your parents' name, right. your girlfriend's name, your kid's name. Uh, some people are way better than that at that than other people yeah. are. Yeah, I'd argue the vast majority of people who are really good at that stuff ain't so good at the football stuff. And that's right. not to say that Brian Harson is great at the football stuff. That's just to say I understand places where he can get better, but that's just a difference in culture. Right. You have or, to adapt to that. Or surround yourself with, with people who can take care of that, aspect, that. that right. aspect for, for you, sure. right? which, which might that, be a Which is why job. the Caddies and the Zach Etheridges and the and Brian Trevon and the yeah. and Trevon, that, that's why those people are important for that staff because sure. they are able to build that level of rapport with those kids. But if they have to have it from Coach Brian Harson, then yeah, this might not be the place for you because that's just not, he's, he's going to try, he got, he, he got to win football games right now. We can, we yeah. can be, like, y'all didn't have no problem jumping around, splashing water on each other after the games when y'all won. Right. Right. Because they won. Right. Yeah. Right. Renaissance man, how much damage has been done to the program in the past 48 hours? I can't see any of this being good, especially if the powers that be are meddling. Um, a lot. And here's what I'll say about that, right? I think that part of the design of this rumor mill thing was if it cannot be substantiated, maybe it will make his spot so uncomfortable that he'll leave it. That he that he will decide, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm done with this. I'm out. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, uh, Early indications are he has no plans on doing that. And I can, should he. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you uh, through some direct contact that I have that the Harson family is as strong as ever and together on this. Right. So there's no backing down coming. Um, Infinite Auburn Chase. Hey, listen, this is our guy Chase H. Uh, go over to his channel and hit the subscribe button. There are 800 people in here. All 800 should be subscribed to Chase. Uh, confessing my sins, I made a video trying to address the situation without spreading the rumor. I don't think I pulled it off. I appreciate you guys. It's it's hard. It's hard yeah, to talk about tough. this. And listen, so let's transparency about the war rapport. We had a rigorous debate as to whether or not we were going to do this video. Even going to go live, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A rigorous debate because yeah. of this exact line that you try to tow with this of not driving the rumors further but still wanting to have a firm stance as a business because the war board is a business of where we stand in this whole thing and allowing you guys the opportunity to come in here and have a group therapy session with us, right? right. Like we understood that you all wanted this. You asked for it. If you like over and over again, people are like, when are y'all going to go live? When are we going to hear from you? What do you guys have to think about this? And, and so we wanted to be able to do that because we built this to be able to have conversations with you all about this, right. fo- about Auburn sports. Um, but at the same time, you know, adamant that we don't deal in rumor mill. Right. And so uh, it's tough. So, I, you know, I, and I think maybe he felt the, you know, the 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 statement Mike made about like if you see a thumbnail that's like you know asking the question is Brian Harson done or something like that. Oh, I was definitely not referring to Chase though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Say un- unintended um, hit there, but like Chase is a good dude. I don't think he is trying to clickbait you guys. He's just trying to you know get in and have conversations just like we are. So we appreciate you, Chase man. So yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah definitely. Sure. There was another video that I was referring to. So the narrative that's being pushed is that. Coach Harson ran, and I've been trying my best not to say this man's name for over a month, ran Bo Nix out of town. Now that is being tied to this idea 
that he creates an environment in which players don't want to be a part of. And he was Auburn's golden boy. And why would why would the Mr. Auburn not want to be in Auburn anymore, if not for the fact that Coach Harson was hard to play as a player with, right? And to the point of them saying that Coach Harson is somehow abusive to players, right? But not what a month after Bo Nix transfers to Oregon is Coach Harson at Central Phoenix City That's taking a picture with his dad, right. arms around each other, Cruton finger. Everybody was all on the Cruton finger. It's big, big emoji and everything. Now all of a sudden, Brian Hart is the worst dude in the world. But the Cruton finger, okay, whatever. But in a picture with his dad. So you're telling me both of these things are true at the same time. Bo Nix was being verbally abused by the coach mm. who his dad is taking a picture with a month after he leaves the program. Both right. of those things are true. So his dad is just like, he just, he just did it for the cameras, but he's also, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, and, and Justin, I'm not, this isn't directed at you specifically. I'm talking about the people who have tried to build this narrative that Bo Nix was being mistreated by right. Coach Harson. Right, right. You don't think that he would have that conversation with his dad and be like, dad, I can't play for this dude anymore. He's not being fair to me, X, Y, Z. And he's like, okay, what's up, son? What's going on? If my son was playing football somewhere, which God forbid, I don't want my son to ever play football. Um, but if he was playing football somewhere and the coach was what my son team termed to be verbally abusive to him, there the only picture you might catch is me slapping this dude the next time I saw him. It ain't right. we've been to be, hey man, let's take this picture real quick so we can post it up on social. That's not happening. Not right. at all. That's there's there's no universe where those two things exist together. My son feels abused verbally by a coach. Let me take a picture with him a couple weeks later. Not right. gonna work. Not gonna work. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a re it's a really tough sell. Um, and again, a lot of narratives being pushed out there. It's, it's so you know. I just don't think there's anything to the tough coach rumors, right? Like you know, Mike Leach had the same thing said about him. Remember. He had a whole deal where it was yeah. like they were like they were trying to say, you know, some of the hands on stuff he was doing was like physical abuse and all that stuff. I just, right. I just don't buy it, man. It's football. Right. Uh, Jazzy Joe, how do we stop this? Is there a way to keep the higher ups from making decisions? I feel like we don't have a voice in our coach. This program belongs to the players and us. Now, let me tell you something. Let me, let me, the only person that can stop this. Carson. And you know what that means? That means win. Win until they can't tell you nothing. Right. Right. Because this same thing exists at Alabama, guys. The pro, the, yeah. the, 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 and I know y'all hate when we mention Alabama in right. comparison. Yeah. yeah. It, it existed there when Saban got there. He went seven and six, and, and people had the pitchforks out. And then what he did the year after shut a lot of people up, and he just kept winning. And now there's nothing you could ever say to this man. Right. But his, what he was able to accomplish was able to quiet down. Now, not everybody's going to do it in year two like Nick Saban. It might take year three before we start to see the beginnings of that. Right. 
And in any sport, man, look what Bruce Pearl was able to do given time to do his job. Right. That's all I'm saying. I know, I know football is a different beast and there are a lot more personnel to manage. Right. So, you know, the head coach does not have as direct an effect in football as in basketball because he cannot touch all 100 players. Yeah. Right. He just can't do right. it. Kiss the ring or off with your head garbage is really getting old. I want the professionals to be allowed to do their job or damn eagle. I agree, agree. man. Agree. Like, listen, this whole bow down to me because I donate is old. Um, <laughs> go back to the live. Um, how do y'all feel about Lee Hunter telling players from his school not to come here? Hey, listen. <sighs> Listen, I mean, you can listen, make recommendations right, all listen, you want. But. but I mean, all players do that. They say, hey, yes or no to this guy. I wouldn't say, you know, listen, Lee Hunter has his opinion about how he feels like someone should be coached. Yep. And he's allowed to say that. Yep. I, I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I, I, don't have any, I don't have an issue with, with Lee Hunter saying his, speaking his truth about a situation. Right. I, I don't agree with his truth. Well, let me not say I don't agree with his truth. I'm not in the building to know whether his truth is the truth. Right. Yeah. But right. he is allowed to say what he wants to about a situation that he was in from his perspective. Yeah, yeah listen, That's he, his is, prerogative. he is but allowed. The, but, this is, but this is why you talk to multiple people Correct. to form a comprehensive opinion about a program as opposed to listening to one person. Mm-hmm. Because our experiences with people and institutions are different. That's fact. That's why when you read a review of a restaurant, you don't stop at the first one star you see. You read <laughs> to see if there's a pattern. You see if there's 50 With what people are saying. Yeah. If yeah. people are saying the same thing, then right. you know, okay, they have a problem here because this is happening to different people. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, which is why I said there is some room for Coach Harson to take from this and say, hey, all right. Maybe there are some things I can change in my approach because it is multiple people who feel a way about it. Yeah, listen, there's definitely something that needs to be tweaked. One hundred percent. Is it? Agreed. Is it fireable? I, I just no, no, no. nowhere near. And, and if no. you don't right. take anything else from this, that's what you should say. Is like it's not nothing he has done from any evidence that exists is a fireable offense. Fireable there's offense. no evidence to point to a fireable offense. So the narrative that Coach Harson's right. time at Auburn should be done with is being trumped up by people who want to spread that narrative, not people who have proof that that is truth. Correct. Well, and okay. what I said, what I said, it was me and B uh, on a live. I said, listen, and I question, it does Harson's method as, as current does it work in today's college football? Right. Does that work? Harson is learning how to coach in the SEC, mm-hmm. where you got big like these kids come in. They the dude. Right. They've been told they that dude their whole life. Okay, your approach may have to adapt to the new environment you're in. Right. That doesn't mean you lose your way, but you may have to tweak a thing here and. Kids can leave now whenever they want to. Mm-hmm. You have so many things that are changing along with you trying to build a program. Is your is your, your blueprint for how you build programs, is it just a one-size-fits-all? It mm-hmm. probably isn't. Correct. And as you're learning how to coach at Auburn, you're learning, okay, I may have to tweak this with my players if I'm continuing to hear this. Right. 
Right. Doesn't mean you don't stop being hard nosed. It doesn't mean you don't start demanding accountability. But there may be some things that will help you improve as a coach now that you're on a big stage like Auburn. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's something that Mike and I talked about as well. It's like you have to understand that this isn't Boise, right? Like right. it's not just about going in there doing your job as a football coach. A portion of your job, unfortunately, is a spokesman for Auburn University in their mm-hmm. football program. Mm-hmm. There is a PR portion of that of you have to because – Unfortunately, boosters are such a large part, not cowtail to them, not bowing down to them, but sure. understand that I do need to be available to talk to these guys every now and then. I do need to make myself available for some of these players because we are in the NIL world that exists right now and people can just jump in a portal and money is involved. Like there are some things I need to tweak to be able to survive in the current college football landscape. And that goes for everyone. This is, you know, we can say what we want to. This is why Nick Saban is going kicking and screaming into the new era because that ain't really how he's built either. Right. right. He don't really like doing all that stuff. Right. Huh? And he right. realizes, yeah, okay, I can't just tell a kid that you're going to sit on the bench and be happy with it. He's gone. He's right. not going to do that anymore because right. not only can I jump ship in the portal and really just go across town to somewhere else, if I'm an Alabama recruit now, and I'm the best uh, defensive back in the state, and I go to go to Alabama, and I don't like it. I can still be close to home and just go to Auburn or UAB and still get plenty of playing time and still get bread. Mm-hmm. Why am right. I sitting? Why am I sitting still? Why right. would I do that? Right. It ain't right. the same situation no more, and Not he don't anymore. like it. Yeah, right. I will say uh, first of all, bruh, why is there a Twitter space called the 2022 Yellowwood Fellowship Retreat? Yikes. Um, <laughs> uh, Luke Deal, um, uh, Luke and I were, were kind of chatting it up a little earlier today. He's at his folks' house, but he said, division is not what Auburn needs. It's what the public wants. Our football team has never been more together than it is today. I love my team and this university. Stay together. You know, That's- so this is this is the question. And I, seeing him make that statement, it made me think, like we talked about after Jetgate. Okay, you tried to usurp Tuberville. It didn't work. You got found out. Now you got to leave him alone. And he turns around and says, I will show you. And we have the best season that we've had without restrictions. Speaking of the 93 season prior to that. Mm -hmm. In, I don't know, 20 years at that point in time. What Harson is able to do and what we are able to... There's something that can happen from the, this occurrence right here. I think the first thing that has, has to happen and that I hope is happening is that people see that this is very, very likely. I'm going to tell you I am 100% sure. Other people may be different percentages sure that this was a media ploy to smear him, make him uncomfortable, force him to resign so they don't have to pay mm-hmm. the buyout of him and his staff. That's number one. Okay. It's poorly executed, I'll add. Poorly <laughs> executed, yes, yes, all right? It's trash. So, that's number one. Fire whoever right. you did to put this campaign yeah, together. Your, your, your smear game is garbage. <laughs> what they are <laughs> counting on is that there will be enough noise that he would be embarrassed about these rumors about his personal life or that his family would be embarrassed to say, we don't have to deal with this, let's just go and tuck tail, go back to wherever he wants to go back to with maybe a a negotiated buyout, but Auburn not have to pay him and his assistants the full amount. Okay. I hope that that is evident to everybody. Number two, I think what can happen now is with the public, 
getting these comments from the, the players. And this is the difference between right now and 10 years ago that works has worked in Brian Harson's favor. And honestly, it's good for us as well on the outside looking in is from the players that stayed and played for him and the players that left, nobody said he was not a good coach. Nobody said he was not a qualified coach. The only thing you got out of these players' mouths is that he's not personable enough for me, depending on what player was mm-hmm. talking. And I didn't like the standard that he held us to. That's it. He's not personable enough. Too strict. That's what you heard. The players saying that outwardly makes so much of the fan base go, wait a minute, that's not... There's nothing wrong with that, though. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> we, we, we thought there was a fire. It turns out somebody was just barbecuing back there. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, no. We would we have we thought Hunt, uh, he dotted some kid's eye or something, the way mm-hmm. they were talking yeah. about it. No, Locked him in a, uh, yeah. a, a, a wooden chest somewhere with no air. Oh, my hole. God, bro. <laughs> um, listen, guys, Tawana, where you been? Girl, I ain't seen you in a minute. Um, appreciate that. She um, says, uh, if some of these players think Harson is too tough, uh, they would not have made it growing up thanks. with my mom. Hey, listen, I try to tell people again, my childhood, and I was a good kid too. Like I only stole the car like once, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I can tell you growing up in my house, they just, they wouldn't have been able to take the parenting that we got. Right. And, you know, in, in some ways, you know, every parent has a different style of teaching their kids discipline and, you know, that your actions have consequences. But, you know, some of these kids, it's apparent to me, are ill-equipped to deal with that in the real world. These are the type of kids that are not going to be able to handle a tough boss. Right. They're going to quit their job. Because, listen, then, all of y'all ain't going to play football your whole life. Mm-hmm, yep. And some and, of y'all going right. to get to the NFL is going to be a rude awakening to how yeah. they treat you. Yeah. I'll tell you what. My job does not have a transfer portal. So uh, <laughs> that being said, uh, it's uh, it's a little tougher than that to transfer out of what I'm doing. So I, I agree with this 100 percent. Uh, Tawana, it's good to see you, sister. Uh, so, so b- b- before we move on, whatever came, was this supposed to be a meeting with Alan Green and some players? Yeah, I think um, that's ongoing. It yeah. happened. He met with the team and he said, hey guys, stay the course. Yeah. Right? So, he met with some of the leaders on the team and said, you know, hey, listen guys, stay the course. No decisions have been made. You guys just need to keep on keeping on. Jazzy, Joe, um, so if Harson stays this season, there's no doubt he's definitely on the hot seat now, and it's win or get fired. There's no year three. I I hate that this is true. Now, when you say yeah. win, I mean, I, I still think eight wins should be good enough to get to year three. Yeah, I agree. I still think eight wins should be good enough to get yeah. to year three. Uh, we'll see if the powers to be feel the same way. Uh, Michael Holiday, uh, Mike is the man once again. And Ike, really like what you said uh, these past days. Please keep up the good work. Both of y'all are show real professionalism. Thank you. Listen, Ike went Hold on, on what's what, going on. What, what, before you finish, I just want to point out, C and, and B, y'all are trash. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Notice who right. he did it, we'll better. Better. right? We'll um, but listen, I got... I Boy, got... but when our praise comes. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you have some gummies for that moment. Whoa listen, there. Uh, I don't know, I, Mike, will I? 
I got yes, it's in the mail. It's in yes, the mail. no, 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 no. You will have you will have gummies, B. Yes, you will. With you cold rapport, use <laughs> cold rapport, and you'll get your gummies, B. Ten percent off. Totally legal in you Alabama. You ain't getting nothing oh, in the mail. It ain't man. coming. It ain't happening. <laughs> I got coming. receipts. I got the. I got. I got the truck. Those gummies are not walking through that door. Uh. So anyway, <laughs> I see. I forgot what I was gonna say. You Damn it. Somebody, you was about to say our guy. Somebody was on. Some, oh, you was finna say oh, yeah. something about me. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I got main easy uh, over on. Um, on uh, Instagram, we all about the AU. Highly suggest you go follow his Instagram page. Um, posted the clip of Ike, uh, kind of just taking people to church on on this calm down message, right. right? And then a few days later, a reason for everybody to get riled up, but I thought it underscored that message. Why we needed the people to be in a logical place about what's going on here. So with the news hits, wait, Ike said we don't need to freak out. Um, so I like that, you know, I don't know what I, I don't listen to a lot of other creators. I try it, you know, as the war report grows, our time becomes, you know, just scarce. Right. So I still try to listen to as as many other creators as possible. Uh, you know, we collaborate with Zach Blackerby over at Locked on Auburn. Please go subscribe to his channel. Uh, you know, Chase, uh, JG Tate. Uh, so I, I would I would tell you, though, I feel pretty confident that. You know, our outlet has been championing, champ, championing being pro-Auburn, pro-com. Yeah. Let's not overreact, right? And let's just give people a fair shot. Right. Especially these coaches, man, who uproot their lives and their families to come be a part and try to give us something. Th- these people who are trying to divide like Luke was talking about, Right. You know, we're the Auburn family, so your attempts at division are actually going to accomplish the opposite. I'll be damned if we don't come together over this. Right. Let's rally around our university. And let's rally around our coach. He's our coach. Yeah. Let's rally around this man and his family. Let's put our arms around each other. And let's protect each other. That's what family is supposed to be about. Right. So when you think about family, what do you think? You think, you know, hey, man, when a family member messes up, we don't throw them out to the cold. Right. We bring them into the fold. And say, hey, man, you messed up. But blood is thicker than water. That A and that U is supposed to be orange and blue blood. Yeah. Yeah. This is what the this is what other people want. This is what our rivals want. This is what the people pulling the strings want. Because when we are divided, they're stronger. And that that's I think what's probably the most disturbing to me is that they are willing to embarrass us publicly. Right. I'm right. No, what what for the sake doing, of their bro? egos. No, I I rebuke right. that. Right. I rebuke that notion. This is the time for us to come together. That's why I said, listen, if you about that drama with this girl and all this, don't follow me. Right. We don't need your views. At some point, you just have to draw a line when it comes to decency and morals and standards. Right. That's where it has to be at. This is it, man. So this thing really should accomplish the opposite. 
I mean, it, they're like they're like grown kids. It's just, you yeah, just seeing a child just act out at the expense of the, of how the parents look. You look, you don't care. You just want your way now when you want it. You will kick and scream and embarrass the entire name of your family to get your way. Right. These are just grown kids with money that they can just throw around and influence just because they feel like they can. Yeah. And for us, I know people are kind of new to the war. Like, really, a lot of people have not been watching us for maybe just a year. And we have been highly critical of the past coaching staff. And I think that's one of the things people gravitate is that we were really calling out some of the things that we didn't like in the current coaching staff. And I think a lot of people expected us to just jump on this coaching staff. But here's what you, you didn't see. A lot of us on this show came to this conclusion later in Gus Malzahn's tenure. Much later. <laughs> Much later. So that's when you guys showed up. By year eight, I was yelling. Go back and watch the videos. I was yelling every chance I got on live, cut the check. That's right. Cut that's it. Right. But that was after years of seeing what we got. After year eight, you got to know what you have in your coach. That's right. You've seen every, there, there's no more tricks in the bag. Right. He is who he is. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. what, that's why Bruce Pearl has us number one. That's who he is mm-hmm. after eight years. He's a number one coach. It's only one year in Harson. That's How it. do you know what you have? Right. How you do you know? You but all these people who can pre- predict the future right now, let me tell you something. I got labeled. And they could be right. I'm saying, I'm they not co- saying they you're could wrong. Be. But they you could don't be. know you don't that. Know today. Yeah. You won't know. Right, yeah. I will gladly tell you you're right if it, if it, if it burns down. Yeah. I will gladly give you that. And I may be yelling cut the check in a few years. Who knows? Yeah. But you don't know today. Yeah, let me tell you. I, I got labeled the bow hater of the century, right? What nobody saw was the first two years of me pulling for this dude hard as hell. Nobody saw that. No. The first <laughs> no. two years, I was like, no. he's going to turn the corner. This is going to be the game. I can't wait. Come on, baby. Five-star talent. <laughs> right. Now, it never actually came together, but you're right. Like, you know, the point was, let's get, we gave him a chance. And then in right. year three, some of us felt like it was just time to move on to something else. Yeah. Right. And I just think it was funny. There was a whole contingency of people wanting to hold TJ Finley to the Bo to, standard. A, to the two year standard, right? That Bo got after three games, and that's what I was pushing back against, right? You know, and, and all these Miss Cleos out here just knows that TJ Finley isn't going to ever be anything. He's garbage. Well, you know what? I can show you some highlights from Bo's freshman year, first year, full year starting that made him look the same way. Right, so when it comes to our, this mindset of just deciding on people, Bo got things. benched in Game Four this season, this last year. Right, you know, he got like, benched. Now this this mindset of 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 what I will say is um, uh, uh, deciding a person's future after on such a small sample size is something that I hope that we can get past. And I thought that Bruce Pearl was going to be part of what has shown us that. We didn't get frustrated and fire him after year three when he was kind of 50-50 in his record. He was like batting 500 after the first three years. These last five, though, winning his SEC program. Yeah. 
He's beat Kentucky more in the last five years than he's lost to them. And if the chips fall where they may, we might add two more wins onto that record. This year, SEC tournament, and meet us in the the, the big-time tourney, too. A winning culture, and it took him time to get there. Yeah. And, you know, listen, he's a player's coach, and this is what I was hoping Harson learned from that, from what, you know, now, Devin Aroma Shadu was on campus getting his master's when Bruce arrived in 14. And he talked about, he's like, everywhere I went, I saw Bruce Pearl. Stu was here getting his master's. He said, everywhere I went, I saw Bruce Pearl, Mike. He was out there with the students. He was, you know, he was doing things. You know, people uh, remember the shirt off picture from this season <laughs> at the football game, but he's been doing that stuff for years in Thanks. some capacity. I remember Thanks. he was not on the concourse in, in a dunk tank one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, and you know what? I was, I, you know, I was encouraged to see Brian Harson out at the basketball games tossing biscuits to people. I think he should have been doing it a lot sooner. Man. But I think he's starting to understand and embrace what this community needs from him. You are not just a football coach. Yeah. Right. Right. Listen to me, Brian. Coach Harson. You are the man. Right? You are the head coach of Auburn football. That means something. You are an icon to a lot of people because that's how much football means here. And if it took him this first year and all this turmoil to get it, Damn it, how much better are we going to be in year two for it? Rather than him experiencing temporary success just for us to watch it all crash down in year three. And with the departure of the players who clearly weren't bought in. Correct. I see a lot of people just, oh, he's so 18 and recruiting. That's terrible. And everybody else is one and two and three. The value of having players play for you who want to play for you instead of players who are playing for you because I guess I'll stick around, but I don't really like how you do things here. There's going to be a night and day difference. There could definitely be addition by subtraction of people who do not want to be here and don't believe that how he's running the program is correct. Right. The numbers on the recruiting, I I know it's a, it's a really big deal. We, we have admitted and we acknowledge the the recruiting championships, there is a correlation between national championships and recruiting championships. Sure. That is absolutely true. I understand that. What recruiting very well allows you to do is to miss frequently and still be able to land on a quality prospect at a position. When you recruit the way we have in the last nine years, you don't have a luxury. You miss with that first spot, the dude behind them isn't as good or he's worse. And now you, you have liabilities. On your team. We saw it a lot at offensive line. All right. Our first team offensive line, we saw what our run blocking grade was this year or what our pass blocking grade was the year prior to that. And then kind of inverse as far as how good we were at one and bad we were at the other. We don't have any room for error along that one of the most critical position groups. Yes, that is an advantage when you recruit so well that you can miss and still be all right. However, the X's and O's the strength training, the skill development. These things are happening with players right now. You never saw them this season. They were just in practice. They were going to class. They were going to practice. And they're getting coached to be better at the positions they're playing. We didn't see them. So we think we have nothing left in the tank. 
I needed to see top five class to know that we had some outstanding athletes to replace the ones that just left. We don't have to see it for it to be the case. The only thing that needs to be happening is that we have coaches in position to coach fundamentally these players to be better players, to prepare them mentally to understand the game and play the game at speed and on the fly so that when we're changing schemes, when we're going from man to zone, you're not struggling with your assignment. When they're running a a, a read handoff, you're not misdiagnosing and taking the quarterback when you should have taken the running back. These are things that can be taught. And it's the reason why for a very long time, you know, Tuberville didn't get, I remember, what's his name? He was a linebacker. His name was Trey, what's his last name? Trey Blackman. Was it Trey Blackman? Trey Blackman, yeah. Yeah, yeah, That yeah, was yeah. the biggest deal ever because he was the highest star recruit Auburn had had for a really long time. A really, really long time. Trey Blackman did not pan out the way we thought he would pan out here. Yeah. And right. the reason was we had guys all over the field who were told that they were too small to play, who told that they weren't fast enough to play. But somehow they made their way onto NFL rosters and had productive careers because it's not just about these measurables that make these guys five-star guys. I am not telling you you don't need some freaks. You absolutely need some freaks to succeed in the SEC consistently. That is not where it starts and stops, guys. It's just not. It's not. We need more, yes, but we need them to understand what's being asked of them and being okay with it. So if those guys weren't on the roster, if those are the ones that left the roster are saying, I don't like this, I don't like the way it be coached like this, being here is not good for you. You don't want to be here. So we fully support your decision to go find prosperity somewhere else. He needs to get guys in here, not that have high stars, but that want to be at Auburn and want to work to the standard that he has set. If those guys weren't in this cycle, we did not need them. Facts. And it wouldn't work anyway. Facts. Yeah, facts. High high standards, not high stars. Yeah, like you 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 will be wondering why is this guy not on the field? Why mm-hmm. is this guy getting passed over because of that attitude? Yeah, facts. Listen, I want to get to some more super chats here. Charles Langley, it's military structure. Harson is the general. The coaches are the NCOs, and the privates are the players. General doesn't praise everyone unless you're a standout. Structure is hard for some people. Hey, listen. No, particip- no put participation trophies on this staff. It's clear, right? Um, Rigger Spoon, in Bear Bryant's biography, it, it emphasized that he struggled with the generational switch of the 50s to the 60s to the kids of the 70s with discipline. Even the greats had this culture uh, this culture struggles. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a really good point. Uh, Justin Crumpton, uh, my bad. I think I didn't communicate my opinion well. I was trying to say that Bo and Pat, not the legends, thought they could dictate Brian Harson, what offense should look like next year? Brian Harson says thanks, but we're good. Hey, listen, uh, listen. Uh, I don't, I don't know that to be true, but however, um, you know, there was a difference of opinions, obviously, because they decided to go their separate ways. You know, I think uh, Auburn is better for it because the people who want to be here should just be here, and the people who don't want to be here should not. Um, Christian Crawford, appreciate you. Thanks for joining. Oh my God, our family is growing so much today. Steve King, and other news, we got another university president. The timing of all, there's so much happening this week. Very busy week. Right. Um, hopefully, uh, coaching change is not dumped in his lap in week one. 
Renaissance man, great point on player development. Names like Justin Garrett, D. Ford, Robin, the Robinson, Therese. Yeah, wow, yeah, man, are names that came out of nowhere to be big time players. I again agree with that, dude. The harder you work, there are the guys who uh, rest on their talent, and there are the guys who just outwork the guy next to them. You know, it's great Thanks. if you can do both, but how many five stars do we see? Never see the field because they got outworked by the three star. You got to recruit guys with that dog mentality. Um, William says, no way they try for cause unless concrete evidence. Agreed. Yeah. It's got to be I mean, concrete. They they'll end up getting sued. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Pay, you're going to pay, pay that buyout and then some. Yeah. And the eye gets blacker after mm-hmm. that. Yeah, 100%. So uh, I don't think that that is plausible there. So, you know, hopefully uh, we're not going down that path here. 